welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm here as per usual with my co-host, Dustin Jackson. Hey, Dustin, how's it hanging? Hey, it's hanging pretty well today. I mean, it could be hanging better. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a weird one today since uh, some, some problems ca- came up, but otherwise, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing yeah. today? We'll get into those problems and what they are, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm doing. Um... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not my best self today. But we're gonna see how that goes. Um, yeah, I'm. <laughs> we're just gonna see how it goes. It's a weird episode today. Yeah, sorry uh, everyone. It'll be fun, hopefully. Yeah, I love starting out and. An episode and saying sorry about everything <laughs> just immediately um cut us some slack g- this time everyone listening <laughs> it's a hard episode to talk about um <laughs> but we're, we've got bone the great cow race on our docket our docket docket and um i'll tell you this dustin yeah this is a video game you're t- oh i didn't i didn't realize it but now that you mention it I do see some similarities to video games. Yeah, this is your classic Pac-Man situation right here. This is a video game. <laughs> my my take from this episode, from playing this episode, was... It was that. It was just, hey, this is much more of a, of a video game than the previous Bone episode was. And yeah. it, it felt like we were on our way to seeing some more... Um, traditionally exciting adventure game stuff mechanics and tropes right uh then it didn't happen at least not with bone <laughs> it, it, it happened with telltale not necessarily with bone right yeah this would whatever we got out of this episode is the last we got out of bone because they didn't continue making bone episodes i'm a little sad about that now yeah me too like, at the time, it was like, oh, who cares? They moved on to Sam and Max. And, you know, at at the end of the day, I'm grateful that they went on to Sam and Max instead of Bone. But I don't know. I didn't hate these. I liked them enough that I would have kept playing them. At the time, someone on Telltale's website was explaining on their forums to someone that asked about it, um, a future Bone episode. They were saying that it turned out that the digital distribution they were going for, the online-only um way of selling games although it was not online only um they wanted to sell them online only they realized that kids games weren't just weren't going to jive with that mm-hmm. so they they aimed their age demographic a little bit upward and that's why sam and max was their next big thing after bone so i i get that like bone really is a kids game so to um, to try to market your entire company off of the success of that, it probably just wouldn't work. Yeah, you, you know, it's really interesting. Like, I haven't read Bone yet, but it never really struck me as like a, a, a kid's thing, I guess. Um, I mean, it, it struck me as like an all-ages sort of thing, I guess. Uh, some... Uh, I don't know, it, it struck me as like, I don't even it know what I'm trying you. to say. Yeah, it struck, it struck me you. upside the head in that, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I just never really considered it like a thing for kids. But these games are pretty, like, obviously easier than the Telltale games that would come out later on. You, you can tell that these were kind of marketed towards a slightly younger audience, at least. Yeah, something I realized we didn't talk about last time. <clears throat> excuse me. We didn't talk about last time, uh, and we should have talked about was the fact that Bone is impossible to buy in a regular way. Oh, yeah. Sorry, everyone who tried after last week. <laughs> <laughs> every every one of our thousands of listeners who uh, wanted to play Bone so much after our episode last week. Our glowing were, review. They were stopped at the door of Steam. Uh, yeah, so they, they uh, both of these games only ever came out on PC. And... If you can find the old discs on eBay or something, I guess you can use that if your PC still has a disk drive. Um, but if it doesn't, and you don't really have a way of using discs, so you're trying to get the digital version of the game, it's tough because when the new Telltale came into existence, they got some of the old games. Like, they have the rights to Strong Bad and Monkey Island and Wallace and Gromit, but they don't have the rights to Bone. So Bone just isn't on stores anymore. What we had to do was find... I, I don't want to say sketchy, because it ended up being fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little on the fence, but... It, yeah, it's a little sketch. <laughs> it, there was a, a third-party redistributor of Steam keys online. Uh, because w what Steam does is, if you have the key, that means you paid for the game, at least in theory. So you should be able to download the game even if the game is no longer being sold. So we found a distributor that was selling the keys for Bones, like like a, a combination of Bone 1 and 2. And that's how we got it. Otherwise, we probably just never would be able to play Bone. I think this is really our only way to do it. Yeah, in uh, some of our cases, uh, even that, even with that, we couldn't play Bone. Yeah, tell me about that. Okay, so here's the thing about Dustin's experience with the Great Cow Race. So, the last episode went totally fine. You know, no uh, hang-ups. But for some reason, this episode seemed to have a few bugs in it that kind of uh, held me back a little bit. And it started right from the get-go, I had a bug. Um, this isn't the one that stopped me from finishing the episode. Yet, sorry, heads up to everyone, I did not manage to finish the episode on my own. But, uh, so right from the get-go, I load up the game, and you start playing as Phony Bone, which is great. I'm like, oh, cool, this'll be nice. But I just can't move. I'm clicking all over the place, <laughs> and, and, and he's just rooted to, to the spot. And I'm like, I, is this part of it? Is this part of the game? Mm. Uh, turn, turns out it wasn't. Luckily, that one fixed itself uh, after I reset and everything was going fine and dandy for a good chunk of the game. Then I was playing it last night, and I, I got to a part where the game was like, all right, you've played enough. You get it. You don't have to play anymore. And uh, just wouldn't progress. It, it wasn't like it locked Wild. me out of... It, it. It's not like it locked me out of doing anything. It's just... The second I tried to do one part, there's a part where you have to use uh, a pepper shaker on a punching bag outside. And um, 
you do that, Phony will go outside and lace the punching bag with pepper to make Grandma Ben uh, sneeze and look sick in front of all the other people. But the way it played out for me was uh, Phony would say, be right back, leave, and then just never come back and nothing would happen and that's it. <laughs> I, I just couldn't do anything else because it was technically a cutscene that it goes into and that's not something you can get out of. So it would just sit on that punching bag and nothing would happen for... I, I must have left it there for 20 minutes waiting for something to happen and just nothing did. <laughs> that's very patient of you. <laughs> Thanks. I, I assume like... Okay, maybe this is old. Maybe if I just leave it for a little bit, eventually it'll just do it. It'll eventually be like, oh shit, wait, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to progress the game. Uh, but yeah, it that's never, interesting. Yeah, it never happened. Uh, and I was enjoying it up until then. I, I figured, I thought the puzzles were good. I was feeling satisfied solving them, and then the game just decided I've had enough. Well, that's phony bone for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, something that I thought was interesting as I was playing was the lack of bugs, because I assumed there would be a lot, and I didn't have them. Um, but Well, there was a bug in this episode that was the giant bee. That's true. That's, Bees are bugs. That, that's pretty funny, right? Yeah, that's a funny <laughs> thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode came out on April 12th, 2006. So we're talking about a PC game. We're not playing a remaster or a game for Windows 10 or anything. This is the same game. It that's just how PC games work. You can that they're forward compatible usually. Like they can still yeah. mess up a lot of the time if they're <laughs> not designed for that operating system you're using. And I I was going through this game thinking, "Oh wow, they really figured some stuff out here." <laughs> they they really uh the fact that the game is not crashing on me and not pre preventing me from progress was impressive. But I guess I was an outlier because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, I wish I could say the same. There was another bug in the episode. It wasn't like a game-breaking one, but... It was uh, a B, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> I, I, walked right, I, walked, I walked right into that one. <laughs> but uh, there was a part last night where... So, you know, in the kitchen, when you're talking to uh, Phony... As when you're playing as Smiley Bone and uh, you talk to Phony and you need to lift up his hat to get the key to the chicken coop. Oh, did his hat like fall his hat, back yeah, far away did, from his head? Yeah, did that yeah. happen to you? Yeah, it did. That's awesome. That that <laughs> did happen. That was like the one bug I experienced. I, I was streaming it over Discord last night for some friends and everyone got a, a kick out of it. What a fun thing to do. That's yeah. a, that's a fun thing. We should uh maybe that should be our new system, streaming on Discord for fun friends. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Um we should talk about the episode. <laughs> I think so. Uh, so again, this is telling the tale. We'll be playing through all 140 of Telltale's video game episodes recounting what they were able to produce before their closure in 2018, and this is Telltale's fourth game. Fourth? I believe so. Uh, fourth. Yes, fourth. Because uh, it went te uh, Texas Hold'em, then mm -hmm. the first Bone game, 
then a CSI game, and right, then this, right, right. Bone the I Great am- Cow Race. I always forget about the CSI games. They're not hard to forget about. <laughs> um so please do, if you like the show, if you like what we're talking about, if you're interested in where we're going with the show, um, please search for Telling the Tale and subscribe wherever you want to subscribe. That doesn't matter to us, but if you could, wherever you do that, leave a comment or rating if possible. Every little bit helps. We recently finished all of the first season of Sam and Max, so please go check that out if you're interested in, um, I guess, <laughs> us talking about a more popular <laughs> game than Bone, but... Now we're going to talk about Bone, the Great Cow Race. And I'll tell you, Dustin, I thought this episode was better. Not great, not the best, but better. I agree. the first Bone episode. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the most amazing thing out there, but I, you do notice improvement. Um, I feel like the setting didn't really grab me as much as the first one, though. I, I really like like the forest and stuff and just yeah. exploring the yeah, woods of the first one. But in this one, uh, you're kind of in the same two locations for a lot of it. You're in uh, when you're playing as Phone Bone, you are in the you're at the festival, and then if you play as the other two, you're at the tavern, and so you're kind of limited at where you can go and what you can do. Uh, I guess that helps make it feel a little more focused, but. I don't know. I, I feel like the first episode had a little bit more of an adventure feel to it, even if this one overall feels stronger. So Dave Grossman was the main designer on this. Um, and the two, the writers were Dave Grossman and Heather Logos. And the creative director was Graham Annable, who is... Uh, we'll talk about Graham Annable a lot later on, especially when we get to the Nelson Tethers puzzle agent games, because... Those games are based on his work. Ooh. But um, I, I think the thing to, to point out here is Dave Grossman as the designer. Now, most of the stuff that we've played so far actually has Dave Grossman as a designer. So to say that means something different, I, I don't know if that's fair. But the ability to pick any of the three bones to work on their section of the fair and uh well that's that's how the game works I, I should explain that first uh phone bone is walking around the fair grounds with thorn and he upsets her and now he's trying to make it up to her that's his part of the story and classic phony, phone classic just phone ha- he just has an attitude he's he's always got like a strong personality and it doesn't always gel with everybody he does not have a strong personality (laughs) (laughs) i wish he had a strong personality he really doesn't have one of those though that's that's kind of the thing we were talking about last week yeah i'm sorry i was being sarcastic it won't happen again (laughs) yeah i'll I'll dock you another two dollars on your paycheck if you oh no (laughs) um phony bone has decided to take bets and rig the great cow race so Grandma Ben is clearly going to win if left unchecked, but what he's going to try to do is try to convince everyone that there's this mystery cow who is going to win the race, so people bet on the mystery cow, and then Grandma Ben wins the race, and so he gets all the money. That's Phony's thing. And I was I was frustrated at Phony Bone. <laughs> like, he, he didn't he's... learn his lesson. 
Yeah, he's he's a frustrating character. He's gonna get driven out of town again. Same thing. It's always something with this guy. Are you are you kidding me? You're kidding me. You're trying to pull more schemes. <laughs> more. He's always and, with the schemes. And Smileybone is in the kitchen of this bar, um, and he's got to. He's got to sometimes pretend to be the mystery cow. Um, so he'll he'll try to make a cow suit. He'll try to make a. He'll he'll try to make a bunch of sound that makes it sound like he's this wild and rambunctious cow in a barn. Um, the cow suit is not. Well, <laughs> I I, would, I was gonna say it's it's not convincing, but some of the townspeople are convinced from a distance that that is a cow. Yeah, they buy it. It works. The thing is, I think if Smileybone got naked, <laughs> he might look more like a cow. Like like just <laughs> they're Smiley already weird himself? white. Yeah, they're like these white bodies. They they've got a just paint some look spots him. on him. Yeah. That looks more like a cow than wearing a, a cow suit to me, anyway. I, I wonder if uh, the reason they needed the suit was for the horns, the tail, and the udder, because I don't think Smiley has any of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so what I could I was be bringing, wrong. You, you could be. He might have udders, but, <laughs> but tail and horns, I don't think so. Um. What I was bringing up about Dave Grossman is that this feels to me like a bit of a reference to Day of the Tentacle. Having, I thought I thought exactly the same. You've got the three playable characters in different zones that can affect each other, but they can't necessarily um, interact with each other. You can't go to their zone if you're the wrong character. So you've got the three bones, and they can do the same thing. And uh, that feels like a Grossman thing. That feels straight out of Grossman's LucasArts era work. Yeah, we were just saying last episode how uh, that feels like a more elegant solution than uh, that first episode had, where you just play through it once as bone, and then you play through it again as phony bone. Yeah, like this seems like what they were trying to do. I guess maybe they were viewing the first episode as a tutorial for the other episodes, but that doesn't work if you don't have very many other episodes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I was thinking for this one, we should probably not do our normal thing of summarizing the entire plot of the episode. Okay. Because there's a lot of just small and kind of boring puzzles. Boring to talk about. They were actually fun to do. Um, but where would you like to focus our discussion, Dustin? All throw it over to you wow uh throw it you're you're asking the guy who didn't get to finish the episode yeah <laughs> well yeah so so what what would you have loved to see and didn't <laughs> because uh, you couldn't play the episode well let let me clarify i did watch the rest of the episode on youtube so i i know what happens don't worry i came into this prepared um but i did really like how you could switch between the three of them uh I just stuck with phony, er, not phony, uh, phone bone at first. I guess just since I was used to playing as him and it starts you out as him. At the fair, I mean, after you play with uh, phony first for a little bit. But uh, yeah, 
uh i don't know this is a tough question to answer (laughs) i guess just the way um the characters interact is more important than the puzzles because there is a lot of character interaction in this episode yeah, there's a lot of fun little character moments for, uh, especially Phony and Smiley. You get a lot of fun interactions with the NPCs and the setting that you're in. I have the first note I wrote was Phony's a drinker because I didn't expect Phony Bone to just straight up drink beer, but he does it in the episode. Um, that's weird to me. That's a <laughs> that's a strange thing. <laughs> that that Phony drinks beer. Yeah, that like this feels like the kind of universe where if you go in a bar, you'll get served milk. Yeah, or like just some sort of off-brand drink. Like you know how Monkey Island has like grog. Yeah, um, just some sort of drink you would uh, you would kind of think of to associate more with this world rather than just straight up beer. Also, this is a cow town, literally. It's based on cows. You should have milk. But that's, uh, that's very true. That would have tied in a lot better. Yeah, but um, no, he's just going for a he's just going for a beer. There's a whole puzzle on how to order a beer <laughs> that <laughs> is pretty ridiculous. And uh, yeah, I we we also forgot to talk about this last time. But when the game starts up, it offers a help mode. Um, did you turn that on or off? I turned it off, but I I think there might have been one or two times I turned it on when uh, the puzzle was getting frustrating. Like, if I was just on it for a while, I would turn it on to kind of lead me to the right spot. But for most of it, I had it turned off. Yeah, it, it gives you the option right at the beginning of the episode to turn it all the way off or on. Uh, for the rest of the episode so when you turn it back on what happens what does it do um i'm trying to remember because i didn't i didn't turn it on for this episode i turned it on for the last episode once or oh, twice. Okay. but uh i think once you turn it on just it has a pop-up you know how it shows like text on the scroll and it just gives you some uh hints is it, so, it when you turn it on do you ask for a hint or is it always just giving hints I think so the way it works is next to uh, the menu button, the little scroll, there's a question mark and you can click on it and it'll give you hints when you want it. Oh, okay. I, th- I think that's a good way to do it. It gives you the option, but also like it's it's nice that even when you turn it on, it doesn't like automatically give them to you. You can choose when to get hints. Right. Well, okay, that that's interesting. I, I never turned it on because I was too proud, and I, I wanted to be a cool guy that didn't use it. But I I honestly should have used it at certain points. Yeah, I think the only times I used it when, was when it felt like either uh, there was a bug or, like, I just it just wasn't clicking. Like, the, the uh, Ted the Bug part in the first episode when you're hopping across the rocks, I just had no idea, and that's when I turned one of the hints on. Uh and I don't think it helped. I think I just fin- figured it out on my own. I don't even remember what the hint said. So let's talk about this bar. Okay. Smiley Bone is apparently the bartender. <laughs> um, 
he's not, but apparently he, he <laughs> asked for beer and then became an indentured servant because he couldn't pay with eggs. And you got to pay with bartering tools in this town. Mostly eggs. Yeah. Um, so Phony's working there now. Smiley's working there now. Yeah, they're both working there because they, they bought beer wrong. <laughs> so they have to. <laughs> Do it right next time. Can I just say, I think uh, Phony and Smiley have very good chemistry together. It kind of yeah, makes it... Phone Bone feel like a third wheel, even though he's technically like the main bone. Yeah, there's there's a thing that happens later in the episode where it's... Uh, they're, they're getting ready for the, the cow race, and Phony goes, Smiley, please don't mess this up. And then Smiley's like, what, you think I'm going to like not win when i'm supposed to win or not lose when i'm supposed to lose i i i'm gonna i'm on the level i'm dumb but like i'm here and i loved that because i was very ready for smiley to be like oh i was supposed to win i forgot oh, you know, I'm, that, I'm so silly <laughs> I'm, I'm a silly guy like i i was already i was gearing up to be frustrated with smiley's like <laughs> bad decisions on that but he didn't do it he just did exactly what he was supposed to do no yeah, no I, problem with Smiley's execution of the plan. Yeah, I like that Smiley is like they they kind of bill him as like the oblivious one, but he's not like uh stupid. He's not your cartoonish uh buffoon. Yeah, he's he's not even Patrick on SpongeBob levels. He's Yeah. He's more like SpongeBob levels, just himself, SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. And I think it works very well with what an asshole uh phony is. Uh, just because their personalities clash so much, but you can tell that the uh, camaraderie is there. You yeah, you totally can. I I do like that. It made me wish. That is the thing that made me wish for more bone games. I want to see where Smiley goes. I want to see where Phony goes. And if Phone Bone is there too, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Phone Phone Bone's part even in this episode is not very interesting. He just wants to impress Thorn. And, uh, that's it, really. Um, last week when we were talking about Out from Boneville, you brought up the point that you thought that Thorne sounded too young, that, uh, world-famous Disney Channel sitcom star Bridget Mendler <laughs> was maybe a bad casting call because of how young she was compared to how the character of Thorne looks and right. at the time I didn't I didn't necessarily feel that, but in this episode I do definitely feel that. Thorne yeah. is too young in her voice for the things that she's doing. Like with Phone Bone, uh the, the, it, she, you're treating her as like the romantic ends to Phone Bone's quest, which don't work if she sounds eight. <laughs> yeah. Know? She, she doesn't exactly. sound like an old person. Yeah, um, in the last episode, I said Grandma Ben also felt a little miscast, but I feel like she does a better job in this one. She does kind of bring yeah. it a little better. She sounds more gruff and uh, mean, for lack of a better word. Not not mean, but she sounds yeah. like she she can handle herself. Yeah, I would I would now be afraid of being on Grandma Ben's bad side, whereas in the last episode, <laughs> it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably fine if you just destroy her house or something. It's fine. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Um 
so the reason <laughs> the reason Thorn and Phonebone aren't on good speaking terms and Phone needs to like make it up to her is because there was this interaction with a honey salesman named Tom. <laughs> Which it it was it was kind of a highlight of the episode for me. <laughs> the Where, the uh, honey salesman. Yeah, the honey salesman. Uh, Thorn's all excited about it. She's gonna have some honey. It's gonna taste great. She's excited for to eat honey. I guess on its own. <laughs> I yeah. Guess she, like she's just gonna eat it there. That's weird. <laughs> but well, it looked like he sold like honeycombs that you could like bite into. Um, yeah, he had, that, he had a whole bee-related enterprise on his table. Yeah, <laughs> and and Thorn says, like, you know, you can just get honey in the forest, but it's not like this honey. This is the good stuff. Yeah, I I love that. <laughs> like it's like the honey's different place to place. <laughs> this is the high quality honey. Um. So Tom, the honey salesman keeps flirting with Thorn, and Thorn's definitely into it, and Phonebone's getting jealous. And then Tom starts talking to Phonebone, and he says, you'll definitely be able to smell this honey with that giant-ass nose of yours. And (laughs) it is absolutely out of left field. It's not cool. And then Phone says, at least the thing that I had him say, I think you get options here. Um, The thing I had him say is, well, in, in Boneville, a big nose is a sign of nobility. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, too. That's a good line. Uh, <laughs> and that apparently is like talking back, and Thorn gets really embarrassed that you won't just let this guy make fun of your nose. <laughs> yeah, really, what do, what's she expect? Yeah, this guy's just out here saying, hey, your nose sucks, and I'm just supposed to be like, yeah, but I'll buy your food. Like I'll I'll buy whatever you want. Thank you for making fun of my nose in front of this woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with this woman. You're making fun of me to my face about my face, and then like I'm expected to buy your product. <laughs> I don't even have eggs. Um. Yeah, so Thorn doesn't like that. Thorn's gonna be all all mopey about how phone bone was embarrassing to her. Until this, the end this of the felt, episode. Yeah, this felt very... I, I wasn't so into this. Like, A, I thought Thorn was being kind of unreasonable about it. And B, I'm not that interested in uh, Phone Bone trying to suck up to her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's the, the good and bad thing about having this structure where there's three characters doing their own thing at once and you can switch it at any given time because it does mean that you can switch out of a bad thing that you don't want to do right now to work on like <laughs> maybe smiley's thing instead that's but true it just because there are, th- are three threads going on that you have to pull all of you're kind of in a position where one of them is going to be worse yeah and phone uh- bones is worse yeah, sorry, phone bone. Maybe next time. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's something that... Oh, okay, I have a note here. Mopping sucks. Remember the oh, mopping that's, game? Oh, that sucked. 
like I felt it just felt so relieving when you do it. But the whole time I was like, stop coming in, please. You just yeah. had your drink. It. Oh, man, that sucked. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah, uh, they hadn't they hadn't really gotten the hang of uh, fun puzzles yet. Because like the last episode had the stupid possum games. This one has this. There's just so many like little parts of these games that just are not fun to play. But this one had less. I felt like I think the mopping part was like the only part where I was like, I'm not enjoying this at all. You know, I think it's a thing that when you make a kid's game, at least for a while, the the reigning idea on how to do that was just throw in mini games, just to- throw in tons of mini games. That's what kids like, I guess. And <laughs> um, bad call. I think it's a bad call to do that. I don't think that is how you should do it. I agree. Like, it would be one thing if the minigame was fun, but it's usually not. This is, like, so simplistic, but so frustrating at the same time. A game that both of us like quite a bit is Banjo-Tooie for the Nintendo 64. And that, despite me really liking it, it also does the minigame thing, where it just tries to say, like, oh, we're almost embarrassed about the fact that we are the game that we are. So we'll just make you do something else really quick and we'll put you in a first person shooter segment or a soccer segment or a go-kart segment and you could have just been in the regular game. It's a pet peeve of mine when you have too many weird mini games in the middle of your regular game. Yeah, see, I I get that, but with Banjo-Tooie, I kind of like it just because it kind of it it does kind of break things up a little bit, and I appreciate it. And there's lots of variety, but this is not a Banjo-Tooie podcast, so I will not go into it anymore. Uh, true, <laughs> fair, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, looking through my notes, you have any fun notes? You got any like big things that you want to talk about on your notes? One thing I thought was interesting was um, Smiley Bone is, he's probably the most carefree, he's the happiest of the bones, but one thing I thought was interesting about him was he probably has the most vices out of them. Like, he's he's oh, not yeah. as bad, he's not as bad as, like, phony with the, with scheming people, but, like, you know, he smokes cigars, he drinks, he, he's, he likes to bet on things a lot he's just all in on all of this awful stuff but he's just so happy and carefree so i thought i thought that was interesting that they don't try to make him this like perfect soul none of none of these uh bone characters are like perfect people the way they're portraying smiley's vices is interesting to me too because um like these are these are technically bad things but they're never shown to be bad things um like, betting is just what the town does. You, getting into betting is, uh, like, it's not shown to be a vice. It's just, that's community service, almost. <laughs> or um, with, with the drinking and smoking, that's never shown to be a bad thing. In fact, the cigars help Phone Bone get out of that cave in the last episode. <laughs> I, I guess in the first episode, Phone is saying, like, his cigars are gross. But that's, that's about as far as it goes. I wonder if that was in the original comics or if that was something that they added for the the game because just at the time in 2005 it was different than 1991 in terms of presenting smoking and drinking to children. <laughs> so they they felt the need to say that it's gross 
<laughs> yeah, I wonder if originally they had a scene where Bone looks at the camera and says, remember, don't smoke these cigars I'm picking up. They're real bad and gross for you. Um, oh, here, here's a line. Here, I, we're not doing our line segment for Bone, but I do have a line that I liked. When, Let me hear it. When Thorn and Phone Bone and Tom are talking about honey, uh, Phone gets frustrated and said, hey, we can just go to the forest and get some be- some honey right now. And Thorn's reason to not do that was, the bees around here are too big. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get honey. The bees are too big. Uh, and she's, that doesn't make any wrong. sense until you see the bee who is literally the size of Phone Bone. Um, <laughs> I would I would be <laughs> I horrified. I would be horrified, but I think the fact that you can communicate with the bees, you can like talk to them, that eases it for me a little bit. Like bees in real life, you can't ask them to not sting you and attack you. Yeah. This bee, it's like, look, I'll leave you alone. Can you can you not sting me, please? And they'll probably be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look like a good kid. Who knows? <laughs> we'll let you. We'll let you go this time with a warning. It's it's very reassuring when you can reason with them. Um, one note I had was um, the whole time Smiley's voice sounded very familiar to me, and I could not put my finger on it until I did. He's the president in Sam and Max. Oh yeah, he totally is. It's his accent is like not as strong. I I can't. Is there like it feels like there's a slight. Uh, southern bend to smiley but not as much as the president but i was like wow i figured it out it it sort of borders on like redneck farmer a little bit um it's not quite there It, it goes in and out of it i i would say that maybe smiley's accent is not complete I w- I'll, I'll say that the the voice acting, while fun and very good, um, is maybe going for an accent that it doesn't always nail. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it never took me out of it. I, I I was never like, this guy is doing a bad job as Smiley, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> how dare he not do the character justice? But um, yeah, I I think it worked enough. Oh, the cow from the Midtown cow. Cowboys. Well, is it the same cow model? I think so. I they look very similar if they're not exactly the same. They might have like done a different uh texture on it, but Are you talking uh, about Mod, the cow with the one bigger hoof? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um I love that by the way cuz I here here's a little secret about Mitchell Farley Wolf that I'll share with you real quick. Um, it's hard for me to buy shoes because my Whoa. feet are a little bit different sizes, a little bit. Um, my left foot is definitely bigger than my right foot. Oh my, I'm, I'm so sorry. Well, it's okay. <laughs> it, it's brave. It's, it's brave of you to, uh, tell us that today. Uh, the, they're close enough in size that I can wear one size, but like, it, it is definitely to the point where sometimes I'll feel loose in my shoe in one foot and tight in the shoe in the other. Oh my and it's God, the same can... size shoe. 
I can't imagine a worse hell than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Imagine, imagine, imagine living in a world where neither shoe is perfect. Yeah, neither of them. Sometimes one of them is. Oh well, if, then that's that's not so bad. Well, it depends on the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want the experience of neither of your shoes being perfect to see how it feels for me, all you have to do is try to wear a different size shoe than you are, and then it'll they'll feel bad on both feet, which is the thing. <laughs> so one thing we find out: uh, the hooded figure from the last episode, uh, he wants. To kill Phonebone for awakening the Red Dragon. Right. And he he's a little more involved in this episode. Still still not like a huge deal. He's not really part of the plot. <laughs> but it's no. it's like setting up a future plot, but he just has no ties to the cow race. Or uh I don't think he has ties to uh the rat creatures attacking in the last episode. Uh, um king doc the yeah. giant rat that makes all of the rules uh he i think it was his idea to do the the rat creature stampede in the right. last episode i'm not sure if the hooded figure was involved in that but the hooded figure is involved in this episode yeah i'm i'm sure it's like an ongoing thing you know he he'll come more into play later down the line but in this one he's a little more established they have him kind of enter the story a little more but overall he doesn't really play much of a part in like phone and phone trying to impress thorn or uh the cow race i'm sure if we got a third episode he probably would have (laughs) but yeah i i bet well okay so the vernal equinox is the arc of the of bone that this takes place within and this is like the middle of that arc so if they just had one more game they could at least finish an arc uh but they didn't they they wouldn't do it yeah that's that's real too bad it is real too bad <laughs> <laughs> um let, let's talk about let's briefly talk about how the story of the episode wraps up for each okay. character uh so phone Needs to write a poem for Thorn. That's like what he gets down to. All of the things he tries to impress her with to try to win her back don't work. So he tries to write a poem and he sucks at that. Uh, So Ted (laughs) the Bug from the last game comes back. And he he has a great line uh, of... uh, He asks Phone... So are what can you do? Are you impressive? And then Phone says, "Well, did you know I'm a member of the Strongman's Guild?" Because he at that something that happened early in, earlier in the episode made him a member of the Strongman's Guild. <laughs> and Ted so uh, Ted said, uh, "Oh, that's so. Well, smell ain't everything, I guess." <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh. I I don't know what that means. <laughs> like he didn't <laughs> smell strong, but I guess he is strong. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> um, so I, I like that. Uh, in in the process of writing the poem, it, it gets too long, and he, even though he ends up with an all right poem, he never gets to tell it to Thorn. Um, because the cow race starts, and he's too busy all of a sudden. 
Well, he's in the middle of writing the poem, and then he gets attacked by uh, the rat creatures, right? Oh, you're right. You're right. That's true. Yeah, he gets chased by these uh, big monsters. Yeah. Um... <laughs> okay, so there's these brothers. There, It's uh, Cecil, who's the soup guy. There's <laughs> Dirk, who is... Uh... Dirk I, is I the like... strong man. I like I like the way you described him. Yeah, he's the soup guy. He makes soup, uh, <laughs> and then Alvy runs a like a carnival game where you get to throw a thing at a thing and make it go. <laughs> how, do you, how do you explain that better than what I just did? Uh, it, it's you... kind it's kind of like a target shooting game. Yeah, there, a... but you don't really shoot. You use a catapult to launch at the target. Right, uh, and then Benedict comes in. He's the fourth brother. And sometimes uh, he'll he'll also run that same game. So you've got Alvy, Benedict, Cecil, and Dirk. A B C D. That is that is why they named them what they did. Wow. Uh, yeah, and they're just here. They're just enjoying the fair, like having a fun carnival time. And I like their vibe. They're just four brothers who are constantly doing festival stuff <laughs> is isn't benedict didn't they use his model in sam and max absolutely yeah yeah he's he's the guy who was who was uh, invited on myra's show at the end of the first episode right yeah so i knew that model had to be a reused model but i couldn't figure out what it was at the time on this show i think that i said it was theodore dudebro but it's not it's Benedict from Bone. Yeah, you were you were on the right track still, though. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't look like a Sam and Max character. It looks like they reused it, and they, they did. <laughs> they did reuse it. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked. Good job, Telltale. Good job, Telltale. Um, <laughs> so that's how Phone's story ends. Uh, but Phony's story is just beginning because... He's gotten everyone in the town to bet against Grandma Ben. He's happy about that because he's sure that Grandma Ben's going to win. And then all of a sudden, Lucius, who is the, the bar owner that has <laughs> invited Smiley and Phony into indentured servitude at his bar. <laughs> um, he bets his entire bar on Grandma Ben. So all of a sudden... His original plan wasn't going to work, so now Smiley needs to win the race as the mystery cow in order to not go broke. Um, I like that. I like that. It uh, f the whole episode you're kind of told, okay, this is how it's going to go, and then right at the end it's like, okay, never mind, fuck all that. We got to do this instead. Yeah, um, it it I think provides a look into what happened in Boneville because. Phony and the rest of them were run out of Boneville because they uh, b because Phony made some bad investment decisions, but they never went into what those are. But now we're seeing an exact example of how something like that can happen because Phony just sucks. He's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do this every town he goes to. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not uh, he's not very good at this sort of thing. He seems good, but then, like, it all even goes the hell. lightest snag completely brings him out. Yeah. I like that. 
Like, the thing is, Phony is an asshole, he sucks, but he's probably my favorite character just because of that. I don't... It, it, it makes him interesting to me, even if he's not necessarily likable. Your favorite character. So, fun, so? keep keep in mind, I've, I, I have very little experience with Bone. But, I don't know, I, I just kind of like characters like that, like uh, uh, Eddie from Ed, Ed and Eddie, or sure. uh, Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Just the kind of character who, uh, he sucks, but he usually gets what's coming to him in the end. But that tenacity, you know? So the cow race goes on pretty well, and Smiley's actually about to win, except the rat creatures attack. And, uh, well, if I had a nickel for every time the rat creatures attacked, I'd have uh, three <laughs> nickels. Uh, this again? Yawn. Not very much money, but it is weird that it happened three times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they throw everyone off of a cliff, like all the cows fall off a cliff. Which seems rough. That seems yeah, like that, a, a wild I, thing. Yeah, that's weird to me. I When I was watching it, I was like, did I miss a scene where like a bridge fell down or something? No, they but just nope, pushed him off a cliff. Yeah, that's just part of the race. And Grandma Ben falls off the cliff too, but she just gets up and keeps running and then wins. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, all the cows do too, so I guess it was fine. Yeah, all of them except Smiley. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, Smi- Smiley does, too, because they're running from the rat creatures. Well, the, I, I mean, Smiley doesn't finish the race. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I just meant, like, he's running with everyone else. Right, yes, right, right. You're right. Um, so, everyone's mad at Phony. They try to dunk him in a boiling pot of stew, which, in my opinion... Is too far. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's too far for this guy. I don't. I think he did a bad thing too, everyone. But you should just get your eggs that you bet back. You shouldn't. <laughs> you yeah, shouldn't you don't boil them to... alive and stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like technically, everything just went the way it should. Grandma Ben won. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not like anyone would have been out that badly. Yeah, and then Lucius actually defends the bones with Grandma Ben at the end, which is a nice turn for him because he's been kind of an asshole the whole episode. It and... it really shows uh, part of his character that he's still a good guy deep down, even if he's uh, rough on the outside to these. Even though he and Phony do not see eye to eye on anything. He's like, the the person he hates the most right now is Phony, and he say, he steps up to save him. Well, here, here's my here's my thing about the plot of this episode and Lucius's role within it. The only reason the town would get mad at Phony is if Phony has to pay off on the bets. But everyone in the town bet against Grandma Ben. So he's actually fine with everyone in the town. He's just not fine with Lucius. But Lucius is on his side in the end. So... Yeah. It, if Lucius just, if he chose to just say, you know what, let's just pretend I didn't bet. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't have to defend Phony from the town. He's like making his own problem that he has to fix. <laughs> That's true. I never thought of it like that. Because if, if they just I... like did all of the bets except for Lucius's bet, 
everyone would have to give phony money and they'd be like well i just bet on the wrong cow i guess uh and that that would be fine <laughs> yeah i guess, I, I I guess they did catch more... that smiley was a fake cow so they they can be yeah. mad about that but the the bets themselves he, actually worked out yeah he still was trying to pull a fast one over him so i wonder if it was more uh the principle of the thing that really got him mad yeah potentially um but i like that i like that with lucius i did i I liked it with lucius i've got a couple lines i know we're not doing this segment i didn't write down any lines and i feel like there was one that i did think was pretty funny but i just didn't write it down for some reason can i guess which one you thought was funny because i i thought like oh dustin's gonna love this one yes go right ahead uh, when Phonebone is trying to expand on his poem, he says, Upon your feet, you have ten toes. They look just like potatoes. Yes, that was, <laughs> that's definitely one that got me. Uh, <laughs> I think the one I was thinking of was very simple, but it made me laugh when I first heard it. Uh, it's when you're playing a smiley bone, and you do something that he just will not do. You know, it's it's not the solution you want, but he says, "Great idea," but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. <laughs> so when when you're going around, you need lines for the poem, mm-hmm. like phone bone. I I hate puzzles where the character can't just think of the information, and you're just trying to think of stuff. I kind of feel the same way about the insult sword fighting in Monkey Island, where you have to go around and collect words to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to do this for the poem as well. So um, if Phonebone talks to Benedict and says, I need something white. What's something white I can say? And Benedict says, milk? Kids seem to like it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, too. Yeah. Um, also, Dirk, the other member besides Phonebone of the Strongman's Guild, uh, addresses you once you've joined the Strongman's Guild as, um, Brawny Day, fellow strong guy. Do you think that's <laughs> fun? Should we say Brawny Day in the Strongman's Guild? I love that. I love that he's, like, workshopping <laughs> what him and just one other person. Are. Yeah, you, you find out later that the only other member of the Strongman's Guild is this guy, yeah. And so it's still it he hasn't gotten it quite off the ground yet, but you're in it. Uh I think the two of us should join. I do too. I think we're both uh brawny guys. Yeah, okay. So the next time I see you, Dustin, I'm going to say brawny day, fellow strong guy. <laughs> I like that's such a good expression. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just a strong muscly day. <laughs> Um, something another thing that's like what you were saying about uh, you're like just generic looking at an item that you can't use line you were saying like oh that's a great idea but no Uh, another (laughs) one is smileys when he does when you click on an uh, an object and he doesn't have any lines for it he'll just say now that's a funny looking object (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you won't expand on that anymore. 
<laughs> and I thought smiling. that was pretty funny too. Yeah, yeah you, you know what? I guess I'd say this episode's funnier than the first one. Yeah, I think the concept of the great cow race lends itself more to comedy and lines and, and writing more than just the adventure stuff in the first episode. Yeah, I agree. And like when I when I say it's funnier, I it's not even that I think like these episodes are badly written because like for example, the part where Lucius is talking to uh, Phonybone, uh, their dialogue back and forth with one another is amusing. It's not like laugh out loud funny, but it works. So it's not like any of this is like unfunny stuff. So let's head into our one segment, Dustin. Okay. We, I'm have you thought to about it. what we should call this? Um. No, I don't even remember what we called it last time. Uh, we jumped between, well, we have the phrase character of the week, but we need a cleverer name. That's, that's not very telling the tale of us to just say character of the week. That's true. Um, one, one idea that we came up with that is dumb, but I've been, I've been growing on it is the weekly guy. (laughs) The weekly guy. (laughs) I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of, of a something that has that punch, but maybe also is gender neutral. Um, but I want the punch of something like the weekly guy. <laughs> uh, maybe the weekly buddy. <laughs> the weekly uh, buddy. The weekly buddy. No. I like that. <laughs> we got <laughs> to think of something. Uh, um, uh, weekly friend. Weekly person. The weekly... Um, hey, this person's cool of the week. This person's cool of the week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this this person's cool of the week is is good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop right into this person's cool of the week. <laughs> Dustin, yes, who, let's. who is your this person's cool of the week? So I feel a little lame about my this character's cool of the week. Uh. Because last week I chose Phony Bone, and this week I'm choosing Smiley Bone, both of which are just main characters. Neither are, like, interesting side characters. They're just the main guys. But I Smiley really did it for me this episode. I liked him. We were uh, we were kind of singing his praises earlier. He's interesting. Yeah. His vices. Uh, we like that he's not just a stupid cartoonish buffoon character. Uh, I think he has a lot going for him, and he's just a pleasant guy. Mine is also Smiley. Nice. I'm yeah, sorry just... I said it was a boring pick then. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard worse thrown at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, last week mine was Ted the Bug. And, uh, you know, this this being... The best character being a main character is a good thing. Yeah. That means that the, the place is... And people that you're associated with the most in the game are good. Um, Smiley is a good character. My, if I were to do a worst character of the week, which I don't want to start a precedent of doing, I don't want to get <laughs> too negative. That said, the worst character of this week is Thorn. Um, she, yeah, Thorn is a real bummer this week. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't do anything to help Bone, and then she sulks off for a while, and that's it. Yeah. 
She doesn't do anything else. You have to, as the player, write a poem about Thorn. And you're like, man, my heart's not in this. I'm not in love with Thorn. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's done nothing to prove herself to me. Or Bone, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if you think about what Bone and Thorn's connection is, like, it's purely lust. Yeah, he just saw her and thought, gum golly, she's pretty. Yeah, there's nothing about her personality that he's been really jiving with. She's just hot to him. Yeah, she didn't even stand up for him to the bee honey man. Yeah, she should have stood up to the bee honey man. Bee honey man was insulting phone bone's nose, and she's just like, ha, okay. That said, I would have loved to hear how the upon your feet you have ten toes, they they look just like (laughs) potatoes. (laughs) <laughs> would have gone if he like said that to her in person and she, she would have responded with like my feet look like potatoes <laughs> like, that's what you're trying to tell me right now i'm that's glad he didn't poem. read it to her when she was pissed off at him <laughs> <laughs> well she wouldn't have been pissed off about the same thing anymore so maybe that would have been <laughs> <laughs> all right moving <laughs> we're kind yeah. of improving things yeah, like, okay, well, and now I'm mad about this. <laughs> I guess we're moving on. Uh, but Smiley's great. The, the, trying to stay on the good side here. Smiley, the way Smiley's written is really great. Um, his earnestness with interacting with every character he talks to is fantastic. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, I just yeah. really like him and Phony's chemistry together. I feel like if the story were more just focused on them, I feel like... At least from what I've seen, it would come across a little stronger. Like, obviously, this isn't the whole story. I haven't read the comic, and the phone and phone stuff, I'm sure, will be more important later. But I feel like if this story were just about Phony and Smiley and their relationship together and how they get into and out of these situations, uh, I feel like it would have been a more uh, focused, enjoyable story. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's a a fair criticism. Uh, I think that every time I'm playing as Phone Bone, I like the game less. And that is... (laughs) That was the opposite last episode. Because last episode, I liked playing as Phone Bone the most. And any time I was phony was bad. Yeah. um, I agree, but it wasn't necessarily... You didn't like it because phony was just an asshole to everyone, right? Well, that's one of the reasons. I like also yeah. you were retreading ground that yeah. you've already gone through. Yeah, that's phony. the part I didn't like about it. This episode pulls it off much more elegantly. Even if uh, Phone Bone is still the less interesting of them, it was done in a way that was uh, a lot better. There's one conversation that happens in the episode that I think encapsulates Phony Bone really well. Which is that uh, Smiley asks Phony, wait, why are you even doing this? Why are you doing the bet thing? Because this town doesn't use money. You won't get money from this. And (laughs) Phony says, no, no, no. The play is the thing. It's all about the play. And in that moment, I I turned around on Phony Bone and suddenly I was like, okay, I'm way actually into this character now. I used to not be. But that's a... That's a weirdly cool thing to say for Phony Bone. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. He's great. Um, 
One other thing I like about Phony Bone is uh, they do show you that he cares about his cousins. Because there's a part where uh, Phone Bone comes in to the bar and uh, Phony's just having a conversation with him. He's, yeah. he's not like, like with Smiley, he's a little frustrated with him. He's like, ah, you knucklehead, go just do the thing. Go do the part of the plan. Uh, and then Phone Bone comes in. And he just talks with, he's talking with him about his problems with Thorn. He's not, like, upset with him at all. Uh, you you just can feel the com... Honestly, I wish we had a little more interaction with Phone Bone and Smiley. Because it seems like Phony and Phone Bone have a relationship. And then Phony and Smiley have a relationship. And then it kind of feels like Phone and Smiley are on opposite ends. And Phone yeah. is right in the middle. Yeah, uh, I'd love Phone and Smiley to have more of a repartee where one of them gets mad at the other or, or something where it's not just like, Hey, we're also here. We're also cousins. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just because the kind of character that phony is works so well as a foil to both of them that yeah. it honestly, like obviously smiley and phone bone are different from each other, but not different enough that I feel like their conversations would be super, interesting but i'd still like to see them try yeah 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 um well i think that's gonna do it for this episode of telling the tale we got through it dustin we did bone you know what i think this episode went a lot smoother than i thought it was gonna go well i i think that you were you were rustled i think you were rattled from (laughs) your experience of having the game poop out on you Yeah, I don't know why it did it, and it bummed me out, because I did want to play the rest. And it sucked that my time with Bone, because this is the last episode, my time with Bone got cut shorter than it would have. Well, I mean, if you get to the end of the episode, it's not like it's a satisfying end for your time with Bone. (laughs) That's true. Wherever you want to stop is fine, (laughs) really. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, where can people find you, Dustin? Hi, everyone. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, all those cool places at AmazingDJDustin. You can find me on Twitter just the same way. Not Instagram. I don't do the pictures. I'm I'm not a picture (laughs) guy. Uh, But you can find me on Twitter at TheWolfFM. That's at T-H-E-W-O-L-F-E-F-M. Now, let's talk about what we're going to play next episode. You got it. What are we going to play next episode? (laughs) So, if I remember right, I believe you told me next episode, we're going to be starting Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space. Do you want to do that? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, that sounds good to me. That's actually a much easier one for me to play than the Bone Games, so. How how so? What What do you have it on? So, I do have it on Steam, but what makes it easier for me is I have, I got the 360 version which oh. is backwards compatible on Xbox One. Is it really? Yeah, both Season 1 and 2. Unfortunately, Season 3 never released on the 360. It was a PS3 uh, console exclusive. So it sucks that I only have two of the seasons on my Xbox One, but it at least works out for this uh, next season. It's interesting that not all of their games went on all of the consoles, because later on... All of Telltale's games would be available on pretty much everything because everything at that point was able to run the Telltale tool. But um, 
I associate Telltale in my mind with the era of the Wii and 360 and PS3. It sh- should have just been on everything. But uh, yeah. they weren't. It's, it's. I think almost all of them are on PS3. Like, I think eventually they ported, like, all the Sam and Max. Originally, it was only Season 3 that was on PS3, but I think eventually they ported Seasons 1 and 2. But they also have, like, Strong Bads on there. Uh, Monkey Island is on PS3. Uh, but 360 just never got the other one. I think it only got, like, the Sam and Max ones. I want to say it might have gotten Monkey Island. I don't think so. I, I would have so? it. Okay. I would I would have it if it were on there. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Dustin. I, I didn't mean <laughs> to imply anything about your Monkey Island fandom. I didn't yeah. want to emascul- emas- emasculate. Is that the Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. You got it eventually. Yeah. You about Monkey Island. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that sounds good to me. Season two of Sam and Max, Beyond Time and Space. We'll do the first episode of that next week. And uh, that'll that'll be the order we're going in. Once we get the CSI games, we actually could make a choice to just go completely chronologically from here on out. But I feel like it's fun to throw our <laughs> listeners for a, for a loop every now and then. That's true. That's true. I agree. It keeps them on their toes. Okay. And they look like potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny thing to me. I don't know. I, I can't oh, deal with that line. <laughs> Full uh, circle. <laughs> all right well see you next episode where we talk about that thanks for listening catch you on the flip side friends bye